Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to episode 504 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you going, stepdad? Man, it's good to be back. Had to uh, take a hiatus. It's like about 16 episodes since I fucking heard your voice. There you go. No, back. Had to um, play doctor. The little fella was quite unwell, so a couple of shitty nights and a perforated eardrum later. We're, uh... How does one perforate their eardrum? Um, many ways. Putting Tic Tacs in um, there. I was going to say, uh, Glenn may try to have sex with it. That would <laughs> that would put a small hole in the eardrum. Um, but has he got the thrust? Has he got the power? <laughs> oh, it's a, it's to a, perforate it. It's a short ear. Um, no, it's an, an ear infection. Right. So um, he'd had, had a, a cold and some people, you know, the infection might go to your chest or to your sinus or whatever. This infection went to his ears. Mm-hmm. And there was a buildup of uh, of pus behind the eardrum. So it literally just like just breaks a, a pathway to get out. Pops a hole in the eardrum to to get it, and it's the fuck. It is the worst pain. And he's not a a sookie kid. Yeah. Um, like he was sobbing. Like, and it's that sort of pain you can't you yeah, can't do anything yeah. with. Nothing we had here even even touched the sides. Um, even stuff that would normally make them sleep. Just right, um, and then it's it's popped. Yep, and he's fallen asleep in about ten seconds. So it was oh, okay. So the pain's actually just in the pressure build up. build up. Yeah, yeah, because it fucks with everything. Like it fucks with your balance. It fucks with yep. like gives you nausea. Like it's yep. just um, burst and and then just asleep. So um, yeah, nasty one. Yeah, sounds like it. But wasn't me, so I'm okay. <laughs> and what you've described is just like a, uh, it's almost like a, a parallel to the Journey Voice Tigers fan, Glenny. <laughs> when 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 Build is the tiger? When is the tiger tiger's eardrum going to burst though? <laughs> that's that's the real question. <sighs> because my God, there is an incredible lot of pus building up there. <laughs> <laughs> 15 years of pass there's <laughs> your episode title my friend Tiger's eardrum there we go that's vague captivate captivate the listener what could that mean well 3 minutes 53 seconds in. thanks for listening you've got, you've got your answer and we'll uh, see, see you next week, week. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck right um I guess with uh, if there's nothing else, we can get straight into the games. And uh, the first game, the Glennie and Thomas Memorial Clash played for the Shield on the Thursday night with the mighty Manly Seebs Eagles 
34, defeating the Parramatta Eels 30, and uh, down at Brookie, and uh, the Seabs Eagles tries through Ruben Garrick, a double to Tommy Turbo, Brad Parker, a double to Hamoli Olakwatu, and uh, Garrick, four of six conversions and a penalty goal, defeating the Eels 30, a double to Gutherson, uh, tries to Dory Hodgson, and a double to Micah Sivo, three of six conversions to Mitch Moses. But don't ever let anyone tell you that he's not clutch. Mike, Mike Acevo, confirmed super fan of the show. How so? Like, well, weren't, weren't we going on that he needed to get more involved? That he needed to go looking <laughs> for the ball? Needed to, yeah, true. to impact That's... the team more? Yeah, and I think so, I also said the only thing I wasn't happy about with the with the sides, but the side is fucking Tui Pilotu on the wing as well. So <laughs> those, two, those those two things came crashing together in the one fucking thing, and and, uh, <laughs> and actually uh, made the game closer than it should have been. As an opening, this weekend saw a couple of these games where you know you ha ha defense optional. Where it it's was actually just... this. It's actually this year, I think. So yeah, far. Oh, sorry. Although yeah, the... particularly last two rounds, yes. Do you think that has to do with the heat at this time of year? 100%. Whether it's a conscious decision or not. Um, because it's not just the, it's not just the heat at this time of year. For some reason, what we're going through like right now over the last fortnight is like what we usually go through sort of at the first half of February and we're done by now and and it's actually backing off and you know you're starting to sort of you know dive down into autumn where the temperatures start to get lower and lower. But this game in particular, I mean, it was still over 30 degrees at fucking 8 o'clock at night when they when they kicked yeah. it off, you know, or 7.30, whatever. But um, so it just just repugnant conditions. And we saw a similar on Sunday as well out at Belmore. And um, and I think I think most of the, like all, certainly all of the day games were affected by the, by the heat and, uh, and yeah, some of the night ones as well. But this one, I, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't give, I wouldn't put it like 100% down, but I def I, I am sort of like, you know, when I think about it, I'm just like, yeah. Well, look, at the end of the day, the heat was fucked, and you know, poor decisions occur under, you know, extreme fatigue, and fatigue, you could, yeah. and you could certainly see, um, not even in terms of just the defence, but you could see the amount of guys just sort of going down and, and like just cramping, yeah, in the last sort of quarter of the game. I mean, so it was pretty, yeah. I mean, it's pretty ordinary conditions to play in, but. You know, you know, teams are under fatigue when Gutherson scores two scores two tries in the same game. Exactly, exactly. I mean, like fucking Tupelo gave like he gave him straight up three tries <laughs> through just terrible fucking decisions. Terrible. I thought just, you know Schuster justified the faith. I thought he had a cracking game. Yeah, he best game of his career potentially. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously consistency is going to be a, a massive key for him um, alongside DCE, but. You know, you look at how Foran's going at the Titans and um, so far. And mm. if Schuster had come out of the blocks and, and started playing like dog shit, <laughs> that decision, although obviously it's a decision for the future, but, you know, you've, you've only got so many yeah. more years of DCE, you know, at, at the peak of his powers, so to speak, before he's starting to slide. So, um, you know, he certainly justified the faith and made it look like a good decision, but... Um, I don't hate Parramatta not having won a game, and you know, I quite like it, and I, I think I it's going to it can continue at least until the fifth round. I wouldn't mind it continuing a little bit longer, yeah. But I, I'll tell you, just to back to the conditions again, though, mm. this puts it even more in perspective when you look at the fact that we just had a game where both teams scored thirty points or over. 
Mm-hmm. And no one completed over 70%. Mm. Yeah. You know, it, and Parramatta scored 30 points, completing at 64%. So that gives you an indication of the level of defense that was actually present. Mm. And any other time, you, you get absolutely fucking donutted for for possession that low. Yeah, and the, the, and the only thing I would con- compare and contrast is that Parramatta's points all came in the period where we talk about players cramping through fatigue in the last fifteen yeah, minutes, that's it. and yeah. and Manly's almost all of them came when you know when the game was actually on, you yeah. know when it when it kind of counted. But um, with like back to Schuster, like it was probably the best game of his career. But man, you can just tell that his best and worst performances are just an attitude away. <laughs> Yeah. Like they're they're so close, like the they're they're so far away from each other in terms of his worst performance being you know way, you know far yeah. away from his best performance. His, his floor but, and ceiling are very far apart. But the actual but the but the difference between what causes them is just this minute <laughs> attitude thing that could go either way. And even in this game, and it's the one thing I like I, I like about the side in a way, but I don't that they need to rein it in a bit is that some of these young guys, now they're all together and they're all fucking firing at the peak of their powers, like Hamoli and, and, and Schuster and co. They get to the stage where they start, where the tries start coming so easily that they start getting a bit flamboyant. And yeah, like okay. And Schuster came off like a looking like a genius in this game because stuff like... You know, he could have gone himself and you know scored that try instead of threw up the kick, the, the chip kick that happened to land perfectly, and Tommy scored. I mean, there are things that like where he's taken the more flamboyant option, and it's come off this time. But then there's times that when it, you know when it won't come off as well. Do you think Seabold's um, a coach to rein that in, or whilst it's working, let him you know? Oh, keep I think uh, his that's, that's his that's his number one that's his number one job with Schuster as as his coach is is about you know pick your moments. And, um, you know, it's one thing to sort of play what you see, you know, but you, you've got to, you know, at the same time, re- remember you've got, you know, Daly and Tommy around you and all these guys that can make shit happen. So sometimes your job isn't to fucking pull off the hero play. Yeah. And it's just to get it to the person who's in a better position to score or, or you know, make something happen or whatever. And he did, and like he, 80%, he was, he was doing that. And the other thing I worry about as well, like he's not, he's not quite, up to it in fitness yet, and there, was, there were times there on that side where players with you know like our centers and wingers of footwork didn't have much trouble sort of getting around him. And I mean, he's also got the new sort of combination in defence there with um with Kalma Tualangi next to him, and so those, those guys got some fucking work to do, or they need to get someone around in between them or something to just Who's sort that? of. I don't know. But I mean, just, even just like a positional slot, you know, just in defence, just sliding some guys around, mm. just to to make them to work better. Because I mean, Garrick and and Brad Parker are are great where they are, but it's just that little channel there. Then you got Schuster and then Tuolangi next. That was where that that's Parramatta's joy came from. More really. often than you wanted to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and look, you know, I'm sure that they'll, you know, as they learn to play together and you know, it'll they'll they'll improve. I mean, they're co- they're a combination in defence that is exactly one game old so you know they'll figure it out i'm sure but um but there's some things i weren't i weren't too happy about but fuck otherwise like tommy was great homoli was fucking he was at his absolute peak best the entire time the stuff i talked about from the first game and the trials the way they were hitting in in defense was that 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 was happening again so seeps has got him in the right direction i think and uh 
we shall see in this. But but while saying that, still plenty of improvement as well though, which is great. Um, the yields though, I've I've read I've read some you know some eels centric you know eels people speaking about these games and the and their, the takeaway that they're kind of running with at the moment is look you know if we were playing the Wests the Knights and titans in the first three rounds we'd be three and oh with these performances and you know they're only like one score one score losses or whatever and you know let's not fucking pull the you know take the toaster for a bath so hang on they're they're saying oh because we've played good clubs it's okay to be losers (laughs) yes essentially that's 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 the yeah fuck Look, I guess if you if you pair that with a hearty serving of you know it, it's only round three, mm. you, you could potentially sleep at night. Yeah, uh, and look, and and while it's true, I mean there are teams that have lost the first month and come back and been there at the business end of the season. Yeah, that's that, it. Yeah, that's fine. But the the thing with the eels is there's just a, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that just aren't fucking doing their doing their job there. Yeah, and a clo- and close losses. Uh, you know, can't like sort of paper over the you know those those cracks as well. Like Hodgson looks every fucking day of his age. Yes, he does. And he looks like he slows down massively and pretty fucking quickly in these games. And if they don't have a better option to sort of come on and substitute for him or something, I mean, there's going to be joy found. And then when you and you contrast that with the way that sort of Reed Marnie's you know performing for the Dogs as well, it, I mean, is, you see what they've lost. Is that the the issue, do you think? Because Parramatta, while well, last year, Moses and, and Brown complemented each other beautifully. Yeah. As in, there was this almost yin and yang of they would know when to inject themselves in games, depending on what the other one was doing. This season, it's almost been like all or nothing, as in it's yeah. all been Moses mm. and Brown's hardly involved or vice versa. I think yeah. the, the fulcrum of that is was, was Marnie. And yeah, exactly. I think yeah. a lot of that selection started The selection of where it goes to, him. yeah. Mm, um, yep. So now you've got Hodgson. You know he, he hasn't played with him as long, and and maybe he'll get with, there with time. But I just, I also think uh, Hodgson sees himself though as like a as he's one of the, he's it's, he's not trying to distribute it to one of two. He's he's one of three. Yeah, yeah, and he can do that, and and he can do everything the other two can do as well. Yeah, and okay. so he'll sort of, and, and so he'll he'll abandon he'll abandon this, the 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 structure of a set if he sees something that he thinks he can hero. Moses might have to give Hodgson the Kenny Edwards treatment. Yep, bring him in line. He might, but um, or but they look, can just yeah. keep losing. I'm I'm bang up for that. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, yeah, the Eels lost. They're on three. There we go. It's a fucking great time to be alive. And the last time they were on three, they got the spoon. So that's something to look forward to. There you go. Uh, Matthew, in our Facebook group, he said, I tip Manly. Then a couple of hours before kickoff, I changed and tipped the Eels. I'm such a fuckwit, I should be on the Tigers coaching staff. <laughs> Managing to sledge the Tigers whilst commenting on a game played between Manly and Paramount. That was, that was probably my favourite comment of the entire week. Uh, John, he said, the shit we have to put up with as fans of this club is fucking unfair. Does anyone have a spare Dolphins membership? I, I, feel, I feel for he's, I feel for John too because he's also uh, a Falcons fan in the NFL. So that motherfucker's he's been through it. He's looking for a Dolphin conversion. Um, 
Shunter Senior. He said, another defence optional game. Hard to excuse Gutho for that try. Which one? There were three, I think. <laughs> I mean, he did he did a good job to stop um, Tupelotu scoring that try, but that's that's just something I put down on Tupelotu's fucking line of minus four for the game. <laughs> uh, Rory, who's new to the group, said, uh, Paris' premiership window is closed. Hodgson is old and busted. Moses is the least clutch seven in the game, and their outside backs are athletic but can't gauge the ebbs and flows of a game. Uh, Bennett said, obviously a bit of work to do on the edge defence, but six points in the bank, two Sydney rivals vanquished, and Turbo still fit after three rounds. Ticks all the boxes for me. Uh, On Twitter, uh, Geo underscore Ree said, you know that meme of the little girl smirking as the house burns in the background? That's everyone who isn't a para fan. (laughs) Uh, There we are. That's it. Let's go. And yeah, and just and the last thought I had just with with uh, Turbo's fitness, you can tell that he's fucking feeling good at the moment because there was that that was it the first that was the first try that he scored where Schuster's just passed it to him, and there was a number of things he could have done, but instead he's decided to go. I'm just going to fucking run over the top of the three defenders in front of me to score, which he, yeah, which he did, and um, you know, I don't necessarily love the way that he fucking kamikazes himself, but um. When he's doing that, you know that he's feeling, you know, he's feeling great. Okay, the Dolphins, 36, defeated Newcastle Knights, 20. Uh, the uh, In Newcastle, I should say, the first away game of the, the new Dolphins franchise. And uh, <clears throat> the Dolphins had a hat-trick, the first hat-trick in their, their club history to uh, Tessie New, gets his name in the books. There was a double to Jermaine Osako. Cody Nikarima and the Hammer also with tries. Osako, four of seven conversions. The Knights, their 20 came through tries to Tyson Gamble and a double to Lockie Miller. Hastings, three conversions from as many attempts and a penalty goal to Lachlan Miller. Big talking point out of this game was the Kafusi tackle on Jackson yeah. Hastings. Which has cost him three games I think- as, until, until they... they I mean, it's Monday when we're doing this, so we don't know if they're going to try and fight it or what they're going to do well, with they're it. Well, but... they're talking fighting it to, to go for a downgrade. Right. I, in real time, I, I didn't feel like it was particularly late, and, and it mm. also wasn't high. Yeah. The referee said high and late. Late, you can make an argument given the ball was gone, but in real time, it was a fucking split second. He's running absolutely flat out. Yeah. And it, it's not one of those ones that they're trying to stamp out where the the playmaker lets the ball go, takes three or four steps and is relaxed and then is fucking obliterated from behind. Yeah. You know, they're the ones that yeah. trying to... That, that's a fucking rough call. And even yeah, and as a, he a made bit, contact... A little bit based on his reputation too, yeah, I think, as well. I, you know? I, think it's, I think it's maybe some prior history, which is, you yeah. know... Um, I, I think it's a rough call. For, positive for Newcastle is, is Lachlan Miller. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's played a lot of sevens rugby and I don't know that he's going to be the, the type of fullback he can rely on to, to stop a bunch of tries, but his footwork and speed is a real asset for them, especially with, with Ponger out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree. In attack, he's a weapon. Mm. And yeah, the rest, and, and the rest of it may, the rest may come too, you know, but, um, but this but is yeah, the thing, this is... like for, fullbacks, one of those, those positions where it is so multifaceted mm. that, that there's a, there's a bunch of important things to it that that don't even show up on the TV. You know, like I I remember the first time I saw um, a State of Origin match with Billy Slater and Jared Hayne on the field, 
at the same time. Uh, and the fucking difference in them was chalk and cheese, just in how busy they were off the ball and what Slater did positionally and also organising his defence. Mm. So there's plenty of room for that kid to make an impact for Newcastle in areas other than just being a, a bigger body that can, can hold the ball up occasionally, which is, you know, it's not what you want, but um, he has a very bright future, I think. He's a very smart footballer. Solid, you know, regardless of how the Knights are going, Newcastle's a tough place to go and win. Um, and They were right in this game yeah. too until, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like you look at the final margin, you go 16, but they were in it. Like that game wasn't won until very late. Mm. Yeah. But solid, solid first up away win for the Dolphins. Their run continues. Do you reckon that they're going to call themselves Redcliffe at any point? No. Yeah? Because it's so, it's so funny, like all the newspapers call them Redcliffe. Yeah. Their team song, the victory song, is all about ready. I mean, obviously, yeah, taken yeah. from the taken from the. You know, so hang on, what are they? The Brisbane Dolphins or Just the, no? They're the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. The the. So they don't have an area. No. No, and I think that was that was part of the marketing plan to capture, you know, fucking swinging Broncos fans or people that had. Yeah, well, they know, just call them. They should have been the Bris- the North Brisbane Dolphins or the. Yeah. yeah anyway. Um, but they're also, you know, they're also trying to capture further up to the sunshine, like the Sunshine Coast, um, yeah. and I think it's probably a little bit of a play to to nullify a potential Sunshine Coast expansion team into the future. They're trying to capture the whole area. Yeah, can we be real for a second though? Queenslanders don't fucking travel. I know everyone makes jokes about you know Manly fans not travelling. Queenslanders don't fucking travel to football games. Yeah, you know, get, getting capturing the Sunshine Coast market will not mean extra tickets are sold at Suncorp Stadium. Won't even mean extra tickets are sold at fucking Redcliffe. I think uh, yeah. so. Maybe maybe southeast Queensland, but plenty of people travel fucking hours and hours to get to Cowboys games. Oh, cool. So, Glennie, the club that you shit on every time the West Tigers are coming, coming up against them, you're going to start blowing them now for some other fucking no, no, point. Just, just pointing out a fact. <laughs> so, the fact that all of those people that travel hours and hours to get to the Cowboys game are all cunts is is still in play. I'm just saying okay. that, uh, you know, that's a fair travel. Yeah, I, look, you know what? I It'll be one of those things. Like, what, what are the Roosters called now? Are they the Sydney Roosters? Yeah, Sydney, yeah. Yeah, but they're still fucking Easts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, there's certainly that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's the same reason that people don't care what the sponsor is. I mean, Brookie's Brookie, and yeah, it's not exactly. Four Pines or whatever. And yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, and Hope Solo Coliseum is always going to be Hope Solo Coliseum. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad there are names that just have tradition and history that must that, that are constantly used and will forever be used. <laughs> You reckon, you reckon at, Hope, at Hope Solo it's the only place in the world where, you know, a, a recognised elder gets on and does a welcome to cunt? <laughs> <laughs> or acknowledgement. Because he's not Hope. <laughs> um, I'm glad that these Dolphins have been in some tight games and been in games that they actually had to, to fight a little bit to win. Yeah. In, instead of either or getting pounded all the time or coming in and, and blasting teams. Yep. I think that's been really important for this group. It's yeah. like every so, game they've had to sort of fight, 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 and then sort of the last 15 minutes. Yeah. 
Jeff Seal it or you know whatever. Yeah, um, it would have been very very sweet for Wayne to go back to uh, to Newcastle, the club that he yep. poured so much of his heart and soul into, and and did absolutely everything he could for, um, only to be met with probably probably the most ungrateful crowd of people for his efforts that that I've ever seen in the sporting world. Um, but nice for him to go down there and, and remind them whose who's fault the breakup was. So. <laughs> and of course, sets up a big game this week. The uh, the first derby between the Broncos and the Dolphins, which yes. we'll talk about on Wednesday. That's it. Socials. Daniel, you said the last two minutes is why Gamble shouldn't be mouthing off to anyone. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think Gamble takes his chances when he gets them because they don't come up all the time. Uh, Carsten said the Knights' best player was a rugby union guy. That just shows how far the Knights have moved away from their working class roots with claiming all the credit. <laughs> I tell you, for a fucking German, he understands Aussie culture better than most guys I know here. A, ger- a German a German living in Switzerland, supporting the North Queensland Cowboys, and he just slots right in. And also, and he will be down, I think, for Magic Round this year. Certainly will be. Uh, Thomas said, Knights fans are missing the main point here in losing to the NRL's toddler. It's that their performance still improved. Now Soup for Brains is having a sit down. (laughs) Not enough to not be a shit club, but an improvement. Uh, Toto, he said, do Dolphins bring their jam rolls on the road with them or will there be a mad rush to the Newey Bakery? Uh, Gus, Newcastle played better in spells and some good signs from their debutants, but Bennett's simple game plan wins the day. Great to see that gobshite gamble basically hand the Dolphins the win. Can't help thinking the Dolphins have a big losing one coming, as this game plan won't wash with a lot of other clubs. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know about a big losing run, but I think there's definitely there's definitely a ceiling to their their play. Yeah, there is at the moment. Yep, and um. And I think it can, you know, getting getting hammered early can really, you know, really deflate, you know, take the air out of it as well, you know. Yeah, that's it. But, um, okay, moving on to the Roosters on Friday night defeating the Rabbitohs, uh, twenty points to eighteen at Allianz Stadium. The Roosters tries to Brandon Smith, Daniel Tupo, and a double to Jackson Paulo in his revenge game. Walker two of four conversions. The Rabbitohs eighteen tries to Kalamatangi Johnson. Uh, Tui Tupo, uh, Thompson, and Latrell. Two conversions from three attempts. One penalty goal from two attempts. And another one of these games where it's just too little too late for the Rabbitohs. Yeah, they certainly started fast and got out to, what, a 10-0 lead or so. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the Roosters sort of didn't get ahead of themselves, didn't, you know, maintain their composure and slowly work their way back into the contest. Yeah. with the weight of you know possession and field position, as they like to play, I, I think they, you know, capitalised on the opportunities that that South presented to them. And Brandon Smith warming to the the nine jersey at the Roosters, I thought you know he took a few more steps in his development amongst that group and um, scored a nice try um, and was just you know probably looking more like the the nine that we expected him to be when, when they signed him. So yeah. Brandon um, Smith and I think Letters were the absolute keys to the Roosters' side for this game. Yeah. Both of them just put him on their back. Yeah, exactly. And this is that thing. I've, I've said it since Reynolds move on. Now, I want to preface this with I'm, I'm certainly not saying that the Rabbits made a mistake letting Reynolds go. 
you know, we've been quite staunch in our efforts, especially with how injury prone he is, that they've mm-hmm. come out on top yep. in that deal. But but the contrast here is in who had leaders on the field. And the Roosters did. The Roosters yep. had elder statesmen or, you know, new players, but who were ready to take responsibility in that team in the form of Cheese. Uh, but you contrast that with what everyone's going to be talking about again, and we'll get to it in the comments. Uh, Cody Walker used to have, like he'd have half a dozen brilliant games where he would absolutely eviscerate teams and be part of that lethal left-hand side for South Sydney. Yep. And then every now and again, when they got into a tight contest, angry Cody had come out and he'd start having brain snaps. And But also like there be there was also the games with the angry Cody where it would actually drive him to greatness as well. And there, the, yeah, there, there was ticked and off then, Cody. And, yeah. and if you could keep him at that level, that that's where he would. He'd, he'd gut yeah. people on the yeah. field. And then you got this, you know, this brain explosion. Yeah. Cody. Yeah. But this Which, year it's straight to 11. Every week. Every week, every week, brain explosion, Cody. Yeah. And so. like just shit that costs his team opportunity to stay or get back into matches. Yes. And just the 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 sheer amount of unnecessary shit. Like you saw that thing with Sam Walker. Yeah. When like running behind the play like twenty seconds after <laughs> Sam Walker the play's moved on and he just sort of runs up behind Sam Walker, grabs him by the collar and just rips him down to the ground in the back of the play. Like just unnecessary shit. You want to talk about stuff that's late and unnecessary. Yeah. That yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. And and this is that thing. Souths don't have that where we Hargraves on the field with them. Mm. They don't. And, and and I don't know whether Latrell's supposed to be that man. Ilias is certainly not that guy yet. No. And, and I don't know if he's attempting to be within the club, but it doesn't look like it on the field. And you know, Latrell's there and probably in his absence is doing more harm than he could possibly do by getting in and trying to be an example for these guys. I think Cam Murray is... is- head and shoulders the leader of the club, but I don't know if he's the guy to bring Cody Walker into line. Yeah. Damien Cook's not that spirit either. That's mm. not his personality. Mm-mm. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a challenging one for Sias. They've got all the, you know, all the pieces. Um, all the fucking talent. Yeah. And then just that, that little bit of loose wiring just... Yeah could legitimately be the difference between them, you know, legitimately being a premiership force and teams having their number, just knowing they can get under Walker's skin. Yep. Yeah, I think if you if you go into a game against the Rabbits and you've got like a world-class germ mm. inside, yeah. I yeah. think it's just advantage, advantage you instantly. Yeah. But it, if it's, not even, it's not even taking that these days though. Like it, it's They're literally the, uh, just taking, you know, like a couple of hits or or just things not going his way generally. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, when when they played Penrith, it wasn't that Luai was in his face or, you know, rubbing stuff in or that there was a giant, you know, you know, sign in the crowd that said, throw another intercept, Cody. Yeah, I feel like those games, though, there are games that where he just goes in before the first whistle is even blown. Mm-hmm. He's yep. ready to go like that. Yep. Penrith is one of them. 
And def- definitely East is yeah. another one, the way that the last couple of games, because you remember the, the the time they played, not the last time they played, but they played in the last round last year. Yep. And it was just like that, like fucking 10 sin bins or whatever, eight sin bins. Off, like yeah. it was, it was just fucking mayhem. Yeah. And then, and then you've had game, then you've had the games, you know, before that where, you know, Manu got his face caved in by the, I mean, they've actually built up, like they want to talk about the book of feuds and blah, blah, blah. The last couple of years, the games have actually been like living up to that. Yeah. You know, and so I think Cody comes into games like that. I mean, the Panthers is obviously because of the intercepts and, the, you know, he's, He's already head fucked, um, but with the the Roosters, I, yeah, there's another game where he's just coming into it, just just fucking primed. Yeah, like probably the only two games in the season actually, where he doesn't need to, he doesn't need an excuse. He's or he's already there before he runs out. Yeah, and they're they're the games where he he needs the coolest head. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Anything else you want to say on that one? Oh, just great game, great revenge game for Jackson Polo. Remember, he had the absolute fucking shocker. Mm, that's for right. Souths. Yeah, you know, and then he was getting like you know the social media hero yeah. death threats and and all of that sort of business, and so great for him to come back and um have you know a great a great game, yeah, uh, against his former club, uh, Gus in the Facebook group. So great game for a neutral cheese and Maria Hargraves changed the game and Robbo showed his skill not starting them and keeping them off when South were on top in the first twenty. Trell far too quiet for me. Teddy clearly showed him how it's done. Uh, Eagle Rock on Twitter he said great spectacle South shit the bed uh, Loose Unit Lestrade on Twitter said Angry Cody is gonna Angry Cody <laughs> there we go that was all that was worth reading on that one right moving to Saturday's games and we start with the Gold Coast Titans 38 defeating the Melbourne Storms 34 uh, at Hope Solo Coliseum before mentioned the Titans, their 38 came through tries to a uh, double to Carl Pereira, a double to Shop. Kelly and Vuna also with tries. Tanner Boyd, five conversions from as many attempts and two penalty goals. The Storms, 34, tries to Jonah Pezzett, a double to Nick Meany. Tarek Sims, Jerome Hughes and Xavier Coates also with tries. Meany, five or six conversions. Hello, shootout. Impressive that yep. the, the Titans, you know, were able to outgun the storm uh the worrying sign that is melbourne coughing up 38 points yeah. um you know yep. we've made the you know made the comment on on melbourne that you know there's far too many plotters in in 2023 than than there's ever been in a melbourne storm side and you know now hughes is potentially going to miss a couple of weeks um and they're, they're not looking great at all. And you know, I've talked a lot of shit about the Titans, but, you know, they created significant space on the edges easily and their outside backs just cut Melbourne shreds. And, um, yeah, it's like really concerning signs for Melbourne. They're so far removed from the side we have always expected them to be for, for the last however many years. Um Yes, Munster's, you know, Munster's out, Pappy's out, but, you know, there's just some structural shit which is so out of character for them. Yeah. That, that's and and way let's, off let's be real, you know, if if Munster and Pappy are there, they probably, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying their defence would have been fixed, but they if, probably if, if would have had there, a couple more, probably, yeah. couple more tries in them at least. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, 
the it, it's very unstorm-like. That roster management has been such a a strong part of their club, be it you know illegally or legally. But they lost so many fucking players last year. And looking at it now, and yeah, it contrasts it with what the Dolphins are doing. I know the Dolphins haven't gone out there and beaten any of the the favourites, but just that solid forward platform, week in, week out, you know the base level you're going to have for your halves to work behind. That's what the Storms seem to be missing. You know, yep. there's there's not that... It's that Storm oh, Ironically, culture. because of that forward structure, he's now playing for the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, there's... And, you know, they, they didn't have big Nelson there either, who's mm. who's been the, the saving grace of their forwards. Like, you know, the week before, he, he got all pissed off and just tried to put the whole team on his back but um, yeah it's who's that guy though like Welsh is probably the closest thing in the club these days but who's yep. who's that guy that's the, the Dallas Johnson or the the Finucan or that guy that is just cleaning up the ruck just making those tackles where other guys are a little bit lazy and he he's the guy that's there knocking the guy over and, and cleaning up the middle they just don't have that guy. That guy doesn't exist no, anymore, yeah. I think. I was going to say, like, Welsh would, would in spirit, but I'm not sure he's able. Mm. Like, he, he doesn't have that sort of... Yeah. He's a great guy, and he's a, good, and he's a good player, but he's not the guy that's putting the whole team on, on his back. Yeah. Mm. Um, but just that, that workhorse, and yep. all, the, all the elite teams have a guy like that. And Melbourne yeah. has relied on it. Like I said, that Dallas Johnson's the... You know, Finucans and and those types of players. Yeah, that's it. And you know, just it's just those handful of tackles that they make that are the difference between a fucking another play of the ball or you know knocking them over on the fourth tackle and and the other yeah. team kicking trying to kick their way out of trouble or yeah. they're blasting through the middle. Now more often than not, they're blasting through the middle or at least creating space um, for their for their edge runners. You know. And is this the thing? Were we just so used to the the high floor that was that Melbourne Storm forward pack? Like just for so many years, it was the same guys producing and producing and producing. Did we become numb to that? And like everyone's saying, like Felice Cafuzzi has been playing great at the Dolphins, but they're going, oh, oh, he hasn't been great for the last couple of years. Mm. Or have we just become acclimatized to the fact that, that well, that's just normal for them? You know? Um, Bellamy said it himself in the press conference. He said, I don't know what to do to fix this. It's like we don't care. Yeah. And that's got to be the most disappointing thing for him. And you like, could never kid... say that about a Melbourne side over the last well, however many years, right? They come off the field, win or lose. You yeah. could never accuse them of not caring. Well, what a kick in the balls, though. You're not even out of the club. And this culture and legacy that you've spent fucking decades and more building in this club is, is gone before before you've even coached last year. I think it's yeah. a generational thing. And you, you touched on it the other week, you know, like guys, and, and you, even last year you touched on it, Jay, where particular players in the past, the Cronks, the Smiths, the Slaters, they were an extension of Bellamy's beliefs and and, and, and yes yeah. yeah right so they're an extension of that you now have you know you had the younger generation coming through of the monsters and and cheese up until you know yeah. last year or this year and yep 
they're they're a different generation. They don't respond to that hard nosed approach the same way that a Cronk or a Smith or a Slater or you know yeah. or, or those you know those guys did. So I just maybe he's right. a, maybe they don't care and maybe he's just fucking worn them out and they 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 don't have the resilience of those those old greats. And it doesn't look to me like Harry Grant has the playing group in in yeah. in anywhere near the same way that his predecessors did. That's a big expectation of him at the stage of his career. But I agree with correct. you. Correct, but yeah, correct. I'm not saying he should, but he, he mm. fucking doesn't. Mm. Um, but again, the the Titans, all they did was play what's in front of them. Yeah, and fucking good on them. I'll tell you what, they do have an abundance. The foreign foreign is has made a, a massive difference. Um, and I, I think um, Verrill's, when he plays more game, you know, as he plays more yeah. games, well, he's going to be huge for them. If he gets back this year. Yeah. Um, so, but one thing they fucking do have is speed. Yeah. yeah. They certainly do. Um, although the, the best thing the Titans have done here, I think, but you remember in seasons past, if you had to go to Melbourne and face the Storm after a loss, any loss, even if they, they played a brilliant game and lost in Golden Point, mm. like, oh, fuck, you've got to play Melbourne after a loss. Yep. Oh, yep. How bad is it if you have to play them after two? You know who they got this week? Certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that game? Was it last year or the year before? I remember being out to dinner and my phone was going fucking mental. And I wasn't keeping an eye on the score, and I said to Nick, "I said to Nick, look, you, you're just going to have to give me a second here. I just need to have a look at what the score is." And I think it was like twenty minutes in, and they were down over thirty, nothing. Oh, this is your golden chance, though. This is you're never going to get a better chance. I agree with 20. you. That's you're it. never going to get a better chance. There is we'll save be that favorites. for Wednesday. Favorite. You should be favourites. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Winston, in the Facebook group, he said, it really does appear that knowing Bellamy is on the way out has had a massive impact on the attitude of the Storms players. Hammers, if I was a Storm fan, I'd probably convert to the Dolphins after that. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, like watching the old Toyota Cup, no defence, just see who scores the most tries. Grover. The only thing we didn't do was kick the conversions for them. I reckon there will be some vacancies in class at primary school on Monday. Uh, Josh said, I guess Munster must feel like how Ben Hunt has felt the last few years, being the best player amongst a team of plodders. My, how the cocaine-covered turntables... I I think he wants to say turn, but he didn't. So I'll just... Um, uh, and Adam over on Twitter... He said that was Kieran Foran's most important win against the Storm in his career. <laughs> what are the next game? Uh, up to the Abattoir and the Warriors 26 to feed the Cowboys 12. And the Warriors tries to uh, Wade Egan. A double to Montoya. Jazz Tavanga, Edward Kosey also with tries. Three conversions to Sean Johnson. The Cowboys 12 tries to Thomas Chester and Reese Robson, Valentine Holmes, two conversions. And unfortunately, Wade Egan will not remember any of his performance after he tried to make out with Jason Tomalolo's shoulder 
at 60 kilometers an hour. So, <laughs> fuck me, that was bad. Yeah. Sean Johnson's good. best game he's played in, I've seen him play in, in two seasons minimum. Since he left to go to Australia originally. <laughs> yeah. Most probably. Um, I think his combination with Tamara Martin um, is impressive so far. Yep. And, you know, the Cowboys were, were probably, I'm inclined to say disappointing. And the fact that the Warriors went onto the Cowboys' turf and, and stuck it to them, A, speaks to the, the, the Warriors being a different team this year than what they've been in the past. Yep. Um, and, and part of that is is due to the coaching. So, you know, Webster deserves some credit for that. But the Cowboys, yeah, dishing that sort of performance up at home uh, is extremely disappointing. And I think, you know, the Warriors showing resilience and, and spirit and fight uh, away from home in particular is is really impressive. And, and, you know, Johnson showed that there's, there's still some fight in him personally as well. Yeah, the thing, the thing with Webster that he's brought to the side, I reckon, is the Warriors have never, have, in, in as long as I can remember, they they haven't looked so fit. Yep. Like they actually, they actually had fitness and the stamina to go with the Cowboys in ridiculous conditions up there. You know, we're talking about the heat, and they actually go with them. And the Cowboys, they've they've dropped off in every game this season that they've played. Yeah, and in this one, the queue was in the rack about fifteen twenty minutes in when they, you know, by the time they scored their last points, yep. and from that point it was, I mean, there was plenty of time for them to come back at the tail end. I mean, the Warriors finished their scoring easy twenty minutes before the end of the game. Mm. Yep, but yeah. they just but, couldn't but do it. Coming with that fitness though, is their handling and respect for the ball. Well, that, that's it. I mean, if you if you yeah, you, if you're not as fatigued, I mean, you're making better decisions for yeah. longer periods of time. Yeah. Like the Warriors, how scary is this Warriors team, who again have always had throughout their history fucking terrifying players at almost every position that are just big and strong and athletic and will sell you meth if you ask for it. But in commercial quantities, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but again, as you said, going going into the most humid place that you can play rugby league in Australia completing at 80% against the home team. Yep. You know, it was seven line breaks to one. Yep. They ran absolute riot in the middle of the field. And uh, the Cowboys thing last year was the defense. Yeah. Where the fuck has happened there? Defense and fitness. Yep. So who knows? Maybe this is... Uh, no, well, Peyton had the off-season with them last year, didn't he? I was going to say... Yeah. Maybe this is a hangover. Maybe the off-season this time was a little bit too much. Who knows if they worked them harder because no one had any expectations of them last year and they got so close. Maybe that disappointment put a bit more into them over the off season and they're they're gonna hang over from it. I don't fucking know. But maybe it's um maybe it's more like uh you know some of these some of these boom back rowers got paid. Yeah. Ooh. Controversial take. Like what I mean like the people like the likes of Jeremiah Nanai, what's he done in 2023? You're a stats man. Go look that up. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that he's done two fifths of fuck all this season. 
I've got the game stats here. Right. Um, but Nanai, he played 80 minutes for, yeah, five hit-ups, mm-hmm. six runs, 43 run meters. Right. That, yeah, that that you'd, you'd think, oh, fuck, was he injured? Yeah. Or was he hooked? Yeah. You know, did he, did he come off? That was, yeah. Yeah, not great at all. Involvement's not there. You're absolutely right. Anything anything else you want to add, Lenny? No. Um, Our mate Carsten, to your point before, Nate, said, imagine if you've planned a 36-hour flight and know this is the quality of footy that awaits you. (laughs) (laughs) I will need a lot of beer. Uh, King Levius said, no hiku, no worries. Good to see SJ actually manage the team to a win. Webster delivering the goods for us so far in these first three rounds. Hashtag, this is our year. Uh, hashtag, Calm fuck the Broncos. Down. And thanks, Glennie, for half the faith in us. You're welcome. There you go. <laughs> um, Kevin, you said that fella Chestnut didn't look too bad. No, I didn't think he did either. Uh, Simon Griffin JP on Twitter said, Sean Johnson, confident and smiling is something other teams don't want to see. Once in a long time, the Warriors didn't shit the bed in the last 15 minutes. Two assistant Panthers coaches squaring up next week in Mount Smart. First home game in 2023. Let's go on, Warriors. And I see that he's changed his name from Warriors Suck Balls. He certainly for has. For probably the first time since he's been listening to the show. So there's a sign for you. All right, we move on to Saturday night. The Broncos, 40, defeated the Dragons, 18. The Broncos, 40, came through tries to, uh, well, we got a double to Katoni Staggs. Uh, Corey Page, Selwyn Cobbo, Ezra Mam, and a double to Reese Walsh with um, five conversions to Renault, a two-point field goal to Renault. Defeating the Dragons, 18, with uh, tries to Fenai, Sloan, and Sullivan. Lomax, two conversions and a penalty goal. All but a second-half shutout for Brisbane after a reasonably patchy start where the Dragons... Jumped out, put a couple of tries on, and Broncos are looking a little bit shaky. But um, second half, the Dragons scored two points, and and Broncos scored back to back to back in quick succession. Um, yeah, that two points that the, that the Dragons scored, I think that was that was to tie the game up at that point. Yeah, and the, the game still had twenty minutes to run, I think. Yeah, exactly. And um, and then the Broncos managed to score one, two, three, four tries in eight minutes. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a capitulation to take to take it from like what was looking you know roughly like around like a twenty four eighteen kind of win. Mm. Yep, hard fought. You know, down came back, and it turned it into you know the type of the, the type of fucking late game action that that you know Jack DeBellin would fucking dream of. <laughs> um, Reese Walsh again stand out. Uh, Ezra Mam again doing the same thing, pushing up as a good half and um, supporting. I think Walsh even so showed a, a semblance of a, a combination with Cobo as well, which is a massive positive for the Broncos having all of those guys um, involved. Katoni Staggs was also solid and, and part of the party at the back end of the game as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, They've got, they've got some pieces, Brisbane. I think, you know, the Dragons 
were competitive all, all the way, you know, like you say, until that last sort of 15-minute period where they, they fell off badly. Um, Broncos at home, the crowd, you know, once it started, it was a very difficult role for the Dragons to stop and Broncos ran away with it. You said it, man. Very that nice. covers it. Matthew, you said, uh, can we defer Kafusi's suspension for one week, please? <laughs> um, Jay in the Facebook group, not me. He said, suck my horse cock from the pits of hell, you heathen motherfuckheads. Don't worry, it'll reach your envious lips from down here. Or should I say from up here? First place, you bums. Going off this early in a season that's never just, ended badly for that, anyone. That's the type of <laughs> shit fucking someone that supports the Tigers would uh, Yeah, That just shows how starved the Broncos have been. Uh, Lachlan, he said, this game shows it's all about attitude for the Bronx this year. First half was back to real COVID-19 pangling barbed dick in the trunk style Broncos and second half is where this roster should be. Dominating shitty mythical clubs with dirt fans. Found, <laughs> found your alt, Glennie. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, how good. Next game. Right. Well, we can we move to around. We moved to we moved to Sunday. We've already the, gone uh, over this, mate. We the game, the game, comp- the game companion game of the round, Glenny, where the uh, Canterbury <laughs> banks down Bulldogs twenty six to feed the West Tigers in a close one twenty two, out at Belmore in the gates of hell and the conditions to match. The Bulldogs twenty six came through tries to Hayes Perham. Matt Burton and a double to the Fox, Josh Adokar. Four from four conversions to Flano. One penalty goal to Flano, defeating the Tigers 22. Tries to Brent Naden, Luke Brooks, your mate Icy Pole, Charlie Staines, and Dewey, three or four conversions. Ten minutes of the uh, revolution. 70 minutes of dog shit. <laughs> Are you ready to concede that Brent Naden's the Tigers' best player yet? Uh, yeah, oh, I will. I, yeah. I don't know that I've argued against that. No, you said Dewey was their best player. Yeah, he's fucking Barry. From everything Dewey, you said, like most of what you say, is is rubbish. But everything you said about Brent Naden is one hundred percent true and accurate. Mate, I'm, I don't I'm know why you just, No, no. If you were, I wouldn't say that everything else you say is bullshit. But what, <laughs> your analysis of Brent Naden. <laughs> He's fucking spot on. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> me and um, me and Mister Wars when we were in high school, we'd uh, we'd I don't know we'd had something that fucked our heads up. And we sat there and invented like a, a team of X Men with the shittiest superpowers that you could possibly imagine. <laughs> it's like one one guy had the power to like tell you exactly when your food was cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Expert analysis of only Brent Naden. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Look, I don't know that you can monetize that. But it's uh, oh. it certainly enlightened me. Let's say that um, he was really good, really fucking good. And I know that he's got errors in his game, but he's so is everyone else at Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking actually doing some good shit. Yeah. Um, I thought Dewey was poor for the Tigers. Um, you can say, you know, the intercept was 
was bad luck, but that pass was never going anywhere but the chest of the Bulldogs player. He just, it was, it's yeah. his fucking drifting to the right shit yeah. that he was doing in this game. I don't think he, do, he, he hasn't been doing that like he's the whole time, but in this game, he would drift to the right and drift, drift, drift until there were like three doggies players in the fucking line and he passed it straight to one of them for the intercept try. Then the, the kick, um, the bomb that he put up where only, that's just no, team, only Noffa that, was chasing. Yeah, I can't that, that's blame just, that's him wholeheartedly. Team, but, no, that's just yeah. team, that's a team problem there. Like just just lack of application in the kick chase led to that. And fuck, I mean, I, you know, I've been on the end of that before his, as well. His attempted you know. tackle, and I know plenty of players have been beaten by by kick out, but you know, you know, look, you could see a million miles away that the fucking big left foot was coming. Yeah. And the fact that he had overcommitted because he was fucking initially lazy getting across is the problem that I have. Yep. Um, his spacing there in defense was, was fucking terrible and he realized it too late and and Kikau was smart enough to beat him with the left foot. And, yep. you know, with a bit more fucking application and attention, that doesn't happen. He would have been there uh, and set. Exactly. Um, then there was the other time where he just, again, drifting from left to right. Yeah. Holding up the ball, holding up the ball, the defense drifts with, with him, and then all of a sudden you've got three guys ready to jam in on fucking mm. Bateman the second he receives yeah. the pass, who got up looking like there was a rift already um, in just in, in 30 minutes of play. A concerning sign for me, Charlie Staines, you know, came to the club and, you know, saying that he, he wants to compete for that one jersey, and, and Laurie saying it was going to bring the best out of him. And the, the try. On the kick return, where Naden was it Naden? Yeah, Sorry, Dewey was, no, Dewey, where, Dewey where was Glory, one of Glory and, and, and Dewey Bloor, yeah. were chasing, and uh, Glory tried to tackle around the legs, took Dewey out, and then he's passable to the Fox anyway. Charlie Staines, for all the fucking bleating about how quick he is, mm-hmm. was was jogging alongside the play. Yeah. And I just 15, feel like sort of 15 if a second to the rower side can track, yeah. if a second rower can track back enough and make a to tackle. actually make the tackle, yeah. Yeah. him at full pace can actually influence that play some way, some I'm not saying they don't still score, but maybe, who knows? You put yourself in the position. Don't just fucking yeah. jog along. That that sort of shit is concerning. Dewey's application there in that try where kick, kick out, uh, beat him with the left foot step, that... That application early in the game is, is, of all the dumb shit that they do, that stuff is is what fucks mm. us. Um, I still feel like the Bulldogs were a long way from convincing. Um, you know, well, the, look, the margin, look, this is a four-point margin, and yeah, you guys got an intercept, but they got two tries, like 100-meter tries. Exactly. One an intercept and one, and one and you know, with return, that kick yeah. return. So... It's funny. I mean, admittedly, all the Tigers' points came in a flurry there in like three tries in four minutes towards mm. the end. But but there's that thing then, going back to your manly logic. The Dogs scored all of their tries when everyone was fresh and exactly. and ready to go through the meat of a defense. And the, the exactly. Tigers have you know, essentially tried to garbage time it. Yeah. And I mean, you could see the Dogs' players were absolutely fucked. Yeah. in the middle and that and that's why the Tigers were able to roll back to back on three consecutive sets and score tries just straight out the middle make the break and not enough guys following through to you know take the yeah. offloads and score the try um, yeah it's a fucking when you're doing these game companions with Glenny you know you, you want them to win for him 
Do you really? And so it's, it's yeah, yeah, yes, yes, and and especially against the dogs. Fuck those cunts. And it's when you find yourself positioned as a viewer of a game where you're wanting the Tigers to win. It is a fucking frustrating situation to be in. Oh, please because explain it to me now. Oh yeah, exactly. And that's and as I was saying to you while we were watching the fucking game, like I am so glad. Like I've 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 got a lot to be grateful for in my life, but the number one thing that I'm grateful for is that I wasn't born in fucking Campbelltown or Leichhardt, so that I was born into supporting this fucking cunt of a team. Because I swear, I would have gone Chris Benoit on fucking my entire family tree long before now <laughs> you know fucking hell my wife my wife probably put it best where she was like oh how did the you know I came out she'd, she'd had a relaxing afternoon um, up the back um, on the uh, that chair again the zero gravity chair uh, under the shade of the uh, tree in the backyard listening to her book and I came out to uh, to uh, just have a little chat after the game and She's like, oh, how did the Tigers go? I'm like, yeah, no good. She's like, look, at you know, at least, you know, the boys, they have to just expect it now, right? So, and you'd have to expect it. So, you know, yeah. I said, look, I may may have been talking a fair bit of shit about how we were going to (laughs) revolutionise the game. (laughs) She's just like literally almost fucking... Fallen out of the fucking chair. Look, why after all this time are you still doing that? He's defying the zero gravity chair. (laughs) He's literally he's literally conjured gravity out of nothing. He just spontaneously makes things decline now. Well, that's what it was. I mean, it sounded like a moment where Glennie was just realizing the gravity of the shit he's been talking. Oh, fucking funny. But there's, some hope, the, the some hope for the future, Glennie. There's no, there isn't. <laughs> no. The thing is, Which, like, Appy, Appy, looks like Appy looks like he has actually learned the playbook now. He is, like, fucking as tigers as any of them. Well, I mean, and he's desperately trying to do stuff like, you know, put put forwards over, you know, for you know with crash balls to score tries, like, like he's trying to give it to, you know... <laughs> <laughs> fucking one of the, one of these Penrith <laughs> forwards, but instead he's given sure to like Twile and Clever and shit, and and that is that is fucking drop it. Like, Man, I said, I reckon you've got um five six rounds to make Appy care, or sorry, to stop Appy from not caring. And if you don't do that, does he have a history of doing that in his career? No, he like- can, no. The thing is, he does care, but there's the other play that they are just not well coached enough. To go with him. But I'm saying he, he will just cease caring. You've got five rounds to keep him caring. Where does that belief, where does that come from? Yeah, that oh, he's, never, he's never done that at any club, though. Yeah, but he's never been with such a giant bunch of fucking losers where he's like, I've been playing my guts out for you cunts and you're all useless. Yeah. You, you watch him. He's got a nice payday. He knows he's not expected to do anything this year. Yep. yep. You watch him just put in, put in, go through the fucking motions just the rest of the season. mailing it in. Yep. So, Glennie, what do you I mean? Uh, before the before before we hit team list Tuesday tomorrow, what are you doing? What did you see anything in the last fifteen minutes that would inspire you to make any personnel changes in the starting lineup? Well, other than one 
glaring defensive misread. I thought Wakem was was okay. Well, I mean, it all happened that... when he came on, right? Yeah. So do you go Dewey Wakem or do you go Wakem Brooksy? Well, as much as it pains me to admit it, and I'll probably go against the Hollywood elite when I say Wakem Brooksy. He was he was going to murder Brooks's family and friends and fucking <laughs> future children. God damn, it's having a moment. I got to uh, say that I did warm my heart. I mean, I, I said before the game, what I wanted to see was fucking Brooksy going, you know, going the length, pumping, you know, pumping his, his little legs for a try, and he did it. He gave me that, so that was something. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, the side looked the side looked much better when they when when Dewey got you know had to drop back and mm. Wakem was in the halves with with Brooksy with Brooks, yeah. Um, and and of course we we can't forget that Noffa got the hook. Yeah. What do you think about that? I thought that was I thought that was pretty fucking strange, really, because I mean the ball never really went out there to him. It wasn't like he what it wasn't like they passed it out, you know, with the line no, open three times look, and he dropped it. Did he really? Did he really get hooked, or was there another? Look, I, I, was that I okay? So well, what that wasn't just the reshuffle. It wasn't just a genius way of making that reshuffle work. I reckon I reckon it was a reshuffle, but I mean, yeah. you know, when you hook Noffa, it becomes a bigger issue, right? Because of what he means some fans and what he means to himself and yeah. does he actually mean that to anyone anymore to himself That's I'm, I'm like sure him. I mean I don't want to speak for the West Tigers fan base and I mean we've got you know probably one of the more intelligent ones in our midst right now and I'm, I'm sure that he can see the praise it's probably the nicest thing you've ever said to me <laughs> yeah I, thought, I, I, I nearly fucking choked on it as it came out but <laughs> but you yeah, Glennie can see you see Noffa for for what he truly is, but I'm That's certain. I'm saying that. I'm does, certain does, that there's a I'm certain there's a high like a double digit percentage of the fan base that does not see that at all and fucking loves and, the guy. And and I don't I don't mean some fucking make a wish kid whose parents are living vicariously through him being on TV. Is there actually a person that fucking likes Noffa? The guy with him tattooed on his arm has to like him, surely. Yeah. People get exes tattooed on. This is this is why this is why. Has anyone got? Has anyone got you tattooed on Jay? Fuck me, dead. That's a fucked uh, up human. This uh, is this is the thing. This is why tat- tattoos a story, are such a. But I'll, I'll tell that off here. Okay. Sorry, I asked so, already. A... <laughs> when it comes to getting a tattoo, though, I mean, you really got to you really got to think about what you're putting on there, right? Because it can come back and 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 also when you when you put it on like in an unemployable position, like in your forearm as well. Yeah. I mean, it could be on your back. No one ever see it. Unless you're <laughs> a, at the beach. Enough a, a tramp stamp. But, like, you know, <laughs> live in Australia. It's a hot-ass fucking country. You're wearing T-shirts and short sleeves probably the majority of the time. That yeah. Noffa's out there in the world. It is. And one of the saving graces is it doesn't look a lot like Noffa, but other than that, I mean, maybe you could say it was like Stefano or something. I don't know. But Just because of its little midget <laughs> arms, it sort of looks like Brooksy fuck Noffa. And that's their baby. <laughs> Fun, fun. Not for Luca. Anything else you want to say on that? No. No. It was an enjoyable member side as always. It was. I was hoping the Tigers would get that last try though, just to get the get it tied and get the win. What's Patreon? Fucking five bucks for us. Five bucks a month. Five bucks a month to listen to Glenny's heartbreak live. (laughs) And listen listen to and listen to me sound like I want the Tigers to win genuinely. Yeah, good. Uh, in the Facebook group, Mark, he said, I just love that they give the fans no hope all game, build the hope right up, 
and then smash it all to pieces as they throw the game away with typical ship play. <laughs> uh, Steve, so the Tigers are basically a more entertaining version of the bye. <laughs> Conan, massive first half from the Scaff Dogs. A double to Scaff, a try to Scaff with Scaff slotting four goals from four. Cops turned up late to spoil the party. They got out of jail in the end. <laughs> oh, no, that's someone who listens to the show. I love it. Jason said a win is a win, but that's now two weeks in a row where a comfortable win should have been the main talking point and not how we concede all second half tries to have a narrow victory. Still, it could be worse. Hey, Glennie. Yep. Uh, Matthew, Marnie stands out in a team that has potential but hasn't quite got it right yet. Also, special mention to Karaz and also Burton, who looks elite when he decides to tackle hard and run hard. Oh, what? You mean play like a centre? Matthew. <laughs> Bateman has been bang average for two years at Wigan. Other than him being a prick and leaving it too late to replace him, I was happy to get his wages off the books. I hope he stinks the joint out every week for the Tigers. What a dickhead. There you go. He tried um, hard. He did. Richard, who... Fuck, I'll tell you what. Out of all the, the comments we get, this guy gets in there every week and actually gives some, some decent comments about the footy. Um, There's no place for that here, Richard. Makes me wonder if he actually listens to the show at all. <laughs> and, he's great to, and, 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 he's, and he's good for a chat too down, at, uh, down on uh, Grand Final Day. Can polish off the, a fucking beer. At the meetup. Um, Tigers were absolutely directionless until Wakeham came on. Even Appy dropped it after he took a quick tap and made a break. Brooks did absolutely nothing for 65 minutes, failing to combine with Dewey in any meaningful way. Once Wakeham came on, suddenly the Tigers got some direction. The halves found gaps. They combined together for a try. They suddenly looked like they understood which game they were playing. Dogs look genuinely rattled. It's probably as much to do with the dogs clocking off early than a sudden change in Tiger Town, but it gives the Tigers fans six more days of deluding themselves before they're brought back down to earth in Melbourne. And last word on that we'll give to our good mate JR underscore Buff. He said, if I was genius, I would send Noffa back to the storm as punishment. <laughs> <laughs> and he fit right in at the moment too. I'll tell you one thing on Bateman. Mate. Yes. Get down to the fucking Concord where the where the where the COE is. Get your calves a fucking and your fucking quads a nice stretch. Get a new skin fade, and then for the love of God, walk around that fucking building and see if they have one of those spray tan machines, because your legs are fucking That's obscene. Absolute worst case. Go and roll around in the mud yeah. or something. These fucking translucent. Oh, fucking oh. jellyfish legs. <laughs> Yeah, his, his legs it's are not that good. wide. It fucks I, was, up. I was afraid they were going to fucking colonise a small island. Sure. <laughs> it, it, it fucks up. It fucks up KO and everything because the cameras, modern cameras aren't they, they aren't equipped to <laughs> deal with that register. kind of fucking con. They can't deal with that contrast. I mean, it just fucks up the entire picture. So, for the love of God, <laughs> they said he was acclimatising. Get a fucking spray tan. He's wearing fucking slacks the entire time, obviously. <laughs> Fucking hell. Has that word ever been uttered on this slacks. show before? Maybe not. Uh, fucking slacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. Uh, this, this is the start of your We're fucking decline to you live from, old age. We're coming to you make... live from 1962. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking of making that the fucking title of the episode. Still shit. I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking of just making the episode called Slacks. <laughs> <laughs> Slacking off. Hey, what are you doing with your camera, fuckwit? Huh? What are you doing with your camera? 
I'm dusting my I'm dusting my desk. I'm just looking look at your keyboard at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to move on to the on to the last game while, uh, while we're doing that. Then the Raiders 24 upset the Cronulla Sullivan Sharks 20 down in Canberra. The Canberra Raiders tries to Albert Hopawate, Matthew Timoko, and a double to uh, Corey Horsberg. Fogarty, four conversions from as many attempts. The Sharks, 20. He tries to Kennedy, Mulatalo, Ramian, and Nakora. Trindle, two conversions from three attempts. And Talakai missed with his only attempt. Um, Nate, any word on whether Ricky likes a, a single pleat or whether he irons it in? <laughs> I have no idea. I was just trying to think of something an Englishman would say. <laughs> He's made of hemp for sure. He's got some fucking gorgeous hemp slacks. <laughs> Oh, fuck, I've got again. Oh, we need to, we need to get, can we get a ruling? Can we get a ruling from one of our, one of our, our UK listeners? I mean, I was trying to think of something that fucking Poms would say. Did I, did I nail it? Not, not every Pom is a man in fucking 1949. Why not? Of course they are. When's the last time you went to, went to England? What the fuck do you know about slacks? What do you know about fucking England oh. and, their, and their predilection for slacks? <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell um, oh, good fuck. effort for the Raiders not to fucking give up that second half lead yes the, the Sharks looked very dangerous coming back in but the the Raiders held on and even even more so than just holding on turned the tables and really took the momentum away from the Sharks and I think that's the first time I've, I've seen them do that in a long time um, but the really, um, when, when it comes to Ricky, I don't know whether whether he enforces it, but but he certainly does look like a man that would wear suspenders rather than a belt. Needs uh, <laughs> some additional support. <laughs> for slacks. Are you so are you are you saying are you saying that that Bateman Bateman's penchant for slacks <laughs> came from his time at Canberra? I can't have helped. It can't have. It can't have got it out of his game. Yeah. Um, he was encouraged, if nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, when you're down there in that Canberra, you know Canberra in Canberra in Canberra in the middle of the year. I mean, you need and you you got those pasty fucking translucent legs. I mean, you need you need to you need to protect them with the the, the Canberra the Canberra two step, which is of course tracksuit pants and then slacks on top of those. Oh, fuck. You had a fucking golden opportunity to say slacksuit pants. <laughs> slacksuit pants. <laughs> Honestly, we're giving Bateman fucking merchandise ideas here, and I and, and, and if I will, I tell you, I will, I will sue him. Come down to Bateman Slacktory. <laughs> oh, I thought um, Kennedy, you know, he continued his great start to the season, and um, he'll be itching for Hines to to get back into that side and and give him a, yeah. even a, that little. Additional element of time and space, and um, Trindle is making the the absolute most of his opportunity as a starter. He certainly is. Um, and he's they they mentioned in the commentary that he's actually signed long term, like for three more years as a fucking backup. So there's a guy that's you know Sean O'Sullivan in it, so to speak. And, well, and it, it's not dumb from Cronulla. They've realised that they're going to have a representative half 
you know, most years. Mm. Yeah, and they've uh, also in, got in Matt Moylan as well. So, I mean, fuck, yeah. I mean, it's just good business, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Moylan's that guy who, who whilst he's fit and healthy, is a, a serviceable six, has a great running game and, and a decent footy brain, but unfortunately can break down at a moment's notice. So it's not bad to have an insurance policy there. Mm. Yeah. And look, um, Moylan, you know, maybe maybe Trindle can see the six jersey as he's in a season or, or so anyway. And well, I, I said that a couple of weeks ago. When when Nico's fit again, is it better to... Because Trindle's not a small body. No. Um, it, is it a better option to have him and Moylan there? And not that, that Moylan's kicking game is bad, but to have two genuine fifth tackle kicking options... That can that can accurately put the ball where, as you would expect, a number seven to do it in the modern game. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for the club. As in, Thoughts? you're saying bring Moylan off the bench, or I'd well fucking fuck Moylan off to Reggie's. See yeah, ya. yeah. yeah. Um, but to to have Nico and Trindle, yeah, as your six and seven. Yeah, I um, I think Sharks are navigating the start of the season without Hines reasonably well. Um, and I think they'll they'll click straight back into a gear into gear once he's um, once he's inside. Yep, agree. Also agree. Yeah, Still, I think sure. losing losing the fucking Raiders though. My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nathan on the Facebook group, you said death taxes. Jack White and kicking out on the full down a short side. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Josh, I have a good chance of this comment being read out on the pod, and for that, we won't be reading the rest of it. Um, <laughs> at Big G Train on Twitter, he said, I reckon teams should just field 12 against the Raiders because fuck me, they can't seem to defend against a team with a bloke in the bin. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, also, horse getting punched in the face, then scoring is elite. Uh, at Benny27 on Twitter. He said, when do we all realise that Myth Gibbon is a real idea? Said it when he was appointed and it's all coming to fruition. I Who said that? Benny27. I, I haven't seen anyone else no. with this anti-Fitzgibbon rhetoric. Yeah, I, I, can't, I, I can't say I agree. I, I can't see that he's put a foot wrong. Yeah, I agree with that. He's taken this team that were that were young and and fit, but but reckless, I guess, and has started to instill some discipline in them, and yep. and took them just based on fucking energy and and a, a little bit of regiment regimented play to close to the fucking grand final. Like he, there's not too much to complain about if you're a Sharks fan at the moment. He hasn't gone out and fucking bought silly contracts. He hasn't... Like, it's not like he got there and and pissed off three fucking fan favourites or club legends and anything like that. Like, he's... that That's a, a textbook takeover, especially by a rookie coach. Mm. Yep. So, uh, but, however, time will tell. Maybe we're proved wrong. All right. Was that the last comment? That's us. That's the show then, fellas. Thanks everyone for listening. And uh, as always, if you want to support the show, 
head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. Get involved in all the social communities that we have out there. And uh, as you heard on this episode, get your comments in after games in the threads provided. And uh, you may hear your own super intelligent comment read out by Stepdad. Slacks is a merchandise idea. Look, if people, if people, if if people uh, like the idea, I mean, we are we are just heading. I mean, it's still hot as a motherfucker, but we're heading into autumn. Winter will follow thereafter, and that is slacks weather. Perfect fucking slacks weather. So yeah, if you want some uh, tornation slacks or some slack pants, slacks what, pants, <laughs> why don't you, why don't you put that on the member side this this week in slacks? Ah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, of course, uh, if you'd like to support the show, uh, consider becoming a patron at uh, patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. Um, tipping. I don't have the tipping stuff open, so we'll revisit that when I'm looking at Fucking bloodbath last week. I was okay. I think I got f- four or five, but the week before was fucking three or something awful. No, I did okay the week before. This week fucked me. Yeah, I, 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 I was okay. I got. I definitely got at least four, maybe five. Yeah. So my uh, fantasy team's struggling. I need Nico back. Hmm. I need him. So who are you running with at half at the moment? Uh, Chad. Yeah, in a down who, year for the Cowboys as well. Who has, hasn't been disappointing. All I, all I need him to do is score over their fucking projected or thereabouts. And Chad's been getting me what he's been promising. You know, but um, yeah, I've got to make some fucking cuts this week. Some useless cunts thieving a living. Such as who's getting cut? Um, oh, hang on, let me get into it. Oh, I got some money on the bench. I got Big Nelson on the bench. He needs to get picked this week. Hurry the fuck up! But I've got way too many sharks backs. I yeah, thought they'd right. be fucking try machines, but they're not. Um, yeah, Katoa had a fucking twenty-two point Barry. Uh, Swali'i was disappointing. Uh, my back's let me down. Let me down in a big way. Yep. So, time to wield the axe. All right. Fucking gone. And how are you placed in the actual competition? Um, not is, it well. head to, is it head-to-head then goes through yeah. like semis and final? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's it. So, But there's, I, I think everyone's on either one or two wins. I'm not sure right. everyone's got three, so... We're uh, it's fucking tight at the moment. Every, everyone's panic trading. The minute the yeah. round's over, there's like eight <laughs> trades per team. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. All right then. Talk to you fellas on Wednesday night. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will. And uh, see you then. Later. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.